you working hard, training a lot, got the wife and kids, and still dreaming big, keep listening. We got a bonus podcast for you with Dan Mahalski. He's a Let's Run.com Supporters Club member, and he's the guy who will be sporting the Let's Run.com singlet at the Houston App Marathon this weekend. Oh yeah, and by the way, he's really fast. Fourth place at Olympic Trials and Steeplechase, unsponsored. This guy has had coaching jobs, jobs at Walmart, real estate job, and he's still living the dream. Cool interview. He even gets the Let's Run.com singlet at the beginning. We're not good enough to plan that out. We got to make these Where Your Dreams Become Reality segments a regular feature in Let's Run. You want to sponsor them? Email us, podcast at letsrun.com. And hey, you got to join the supporters club like Dan. You get two podcasts every week including our Friday 15 podcast, where we will be breaking down the Houston half and full marathons. Join today, letsrun.com slash subscribe. Plus you get huge savings on running shoes that makes the subscription pay for itself. And for the record, Rojo didn't tell me to wash the singlet. I'm assuming somebody washed it before they sent it back to me. Keep dreaming, everybody. All right, we are pleased to be joined by a very special guest, a guest who in many ways is like many of our listeners. Like many of you, he's a big fan of the show. When I asked him if there was anything I should know about him before the interview, the first thing he wrote back was, quote, I'm a big fan of the show. I've listened to every taping for the past few years, usually at two times speed, though. <laughs> like many of you, he's also a husband and dad. He has a super supportive wife, Abby, and two kids, daughter, Daily Joy, now two, and son, Joseph. A newcomer at one month. Like many of you, he's a guy who's never really run full time. Since finishing up his collegiate eligibility in 2019, he's worked at Walmart, he's worked as a coach, he's worked as a real estate analyst, he's worked at a shoe store, he was a contractor at a brick staining company, he's worked at Jimmy John's, well, Jimmy John's as well in college. He's been balancing the running and the working and the family man all at once. The only difference between our guest and you is our guest is a lot faster. Despite only running one year of high school track, he won an NCAA Division II title in the steeplechase for Cedarville in 2017, and then almost won the NCAA Division I title for Indiana in 2019, as he had a big lead heading into the last water jump, but kind of bit it there. Despite that success, he didn't get a pro contract, but he didn't give up on the dream. He showed up at the 2021 U.S. Olympic trials and almost made the Olympic team finishing fourth. And the dream is still alive, folks. We're headed to 2024 soon. And our guest today is Dan Mahalski. I got that right. Mahalski, right? What the hell? Yeah, that's how I say it. Thanks. Dan, seriously, thanks for joining us. It's an honor to have you on the program. And I know people say that all the time to guests, but I, I really mean that. Like In doing a little research for the interview, I was just blown away by your story. And I'm, I'm glad that our listeners will get to hear it. Hey, yeah, thanks. I know you guys come across some good stories, so it's a high compliment to be considered among them. And yeah, like you said, I'm just a big fan of the show and I uh, thought it'd be, uh, I didn't think I'd get this opportunity, at least in this format. And, and uh, it's pretty fun. So let's, let's have some fun with it. 
Oh, yeah, and we'll talk about it at the end of the show. Dan will be repping the Let's Run.com singlet. Well, assuming it gets there in the mail today, he hasn't quite gotten it yet. But uh, um, it's here right now. Oh, UPS. Well, UPS? Yeah, UPS. You cannot make this up. I'm going to get it right now. I'm going to get it right now. I'm sitting in my driveway. All right. Yeah, folks. Dan's actually doing the, doing the uh, podcast from his car because he's got the kids running around in the house. It's the only quiet place. It doesn't get any better than this. This is live television for you at its finest. Both from Let'sRun.com. This is amazing. So I think the brown one, because I didn't send that one, that's going to be the, the famed singlet right there. Oh, wow. And then the I, other the other bag is going to have your, uh, you know, I, I wanted you to look good in the warm-up. You know, it's going to be a little chilly in Houston. I want you, I, I've got, we got the sweet new long sleeve shirt in there. Oh, cool. Since it's hot, it might be hot in Texas. You never know. I sent you two short sleeves. And you're getting the new shirt, but they've got the hem tagged. I'm going upscale. Wow. Let me. I'm, I'm, this is Fort Knox. I got to break into here. I feel like I got to pull it out and display it. I think it'll fit because you're, you're kind of a tall guy, right? Like, how, how big are you? Yeah, I I claim like six three, ish. Here it is, folks. Oh, wow, this is good. great. Oh does man, it, it's got. Does how does it smell? Does is it, hopefully it's clean. You know, it's been around yeah. around the block for twenty two years. Oh yeah, it smells great. Yeah, awesome. I'm just I'm I'm pleased with how light it is. I didn't realize it was uh two that it was black on one side and blue on the other. That's pretty neat. You're gonna look good. You know, uh, hopefully your wife's going down there with you. I don't want these single women trying trying to trying to steal you from Abby. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm going down with a bunch of a uh, bunch of other people from colorado springs that are uh coaching or competing well that was cool the gear's there so that, that makes me feel good i was i was a little bit worried about it i, I had to send the, the shirts twice because i messed up on ups but so you'll get a, another another order shirts tomorrow but hey good to have extra hey yeah yeah all right, let's start at the beginning of your running career. I mean, you 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 were born in Tennessee, but you grew up in um in Ohio. Zinnia, is that how you say it? X E N I A? Zinnia. Zinnia. Yeah. Population yeah. of 25,000. Come from an athletic family. Both your parents that said online did college sports. So what sport doesn't sound like they were runners though. What what sports were they into? Uh yeah, my dad did uh basketball and baseball and my mom was a field hockey player. Okay, and then you come from big big sports family. Your three sisters all played volleyball at Grace College. Brother yeah. also played basketball there. So, but you, you're not running. What what sports are you playing early in high school? Yeah, I was I was a baseball basketball guy. Uh, I even did the marching band uh, my first two years. So that occupied my falls before I started cross country. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I always saw myself as as somebody who could you know maybe you know, compete at the highest levels of those sports. What, what made you go out for the cross country team as a junior? I had a lot of respect for the, for the coach. He was, he was a, a teacher of mine, uh, a good man. And, uh, you know, I thought, Hey, you know, maybe this would be fun. I'm not going to do marching band anymore. It'll be good, uh, preseason, you know, uh, conditioning for basketball and, um, Hey, it's co-ed. Uh, it's a relaxed environment. I think I, I've got, I've always hustled 
in whatever sport I played and thought I had pretty good fitness and c- compete with, uh, with, uh, you know, as, as good of the athletes that were on the cross country team. And so how did the first year go? Oh man. Uh, well, the, I guess this necessitates, I tell my first race story. Wait, first of all, take a step back. Did you run it all over the summer? Like any, any training or a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you how much a few times a week, you know, um, I, and I was just wearing basketball shorts and regular underwear and whew, just, I was doing it all wrong. Uh, and I didn't, and I, I didn't know how to run with people. You know, I just go, I just say, see you guys. All right, this is the route that we're going to do. Okay. I'll see you back at the school. And I just take off. And anyways, my, my first race, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I'm just wearing some big old ASICs Nimbus trainers to race in, uh, on a cross country course. And, uh, I take off, you know, when the gun shoots, I, you know, by a hundred meters into this race, I'm 50 meters up on the field and, uh, I don't know any different. It's the first real adrenaline I've had. Somebody just shot a gun <laughs> and so I just fly and, uh, you know, I come through the mile I'm trying to hold hold off some all state guys, you know, I'm doing like what I think is what you're supposed to do in this sport is, you know, NASCAR moves, um, you know, blocking people off on the turns and whatever, getting through a mile and five flat. And then, um, they, they get away from me and all of a sudden it's too hard for me to run with them. And, um, and then a lot of people started passing me and a lot more. And I ended up finishing, uh, 112th with a, with a 20 minute 5k. My wife asked me why I'm sitting in the car. <laughs> you can tell I'm doing the podcast, honey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I ran 20 minutes and I had the nastiest kick of anybody at the end of that thing too, because I just jogged for, for 15 minutes. <laughs> I told my teammates who were passing me wondering what's wrong you know, I said, go save yourselves. But yeah, it was miserable. I mean, it was like a hundred degree day and you know, they, they, they canceled the rest of the races because they ran out of, uh, uh, ambulances in the area. <laughs> wow. So in inauspicious beginning, but you improved, I assume, you know, as the season went on, but you, you didn't do track that year. So by, by the end of the season, were you the top guy on the team? I mean, it sounds like obviously you're a talented guy if you're getting fourth. In the yeah, that, team. that race I wasn't, but uh, every other race I was the top guy on the team. And, you know, I even got to win a couple of small meets and got the PR, uh, down to sixteen twenty, which remained my high school PR. And, and that was on the same course I ran 20 flat on. So it was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, didn't, I didn't make a state meet in cross country and, and, uh, you know, went on that year to do basketball and baseball as well. And, and even baseball again in the summer, traveling, trying to get recruited, thinking that, that's what I was going to do in college. And yeah, senior year rolled around. I, I decided I wasn't going to do baseball. So the, I guess the college offers did materialize in baseball. Is that why you thought I'm not doing baseball? Uh, I was starting to see the upside that I had in running, Yeah, you know, Hey, here's this, this new thing to me that I'm already having, a, you know, a, a measure of success at that. If I really invest in, I could have a, a whole lot more success at and it, this could be my thing. This could be my niche. And, um, yeah, so yeah, I didn't come out for basketball either. But, but your junior, but your senior year, you didn't even make the state meeting cross country, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. And then, um, yeah, track rolled around. First race was like a 450, 445 mile. Um, by the end of the season, I ran 414 uh, at the state meet. It was it was pretty fun to be lopping off, you know, 10 seconds at a time in a mile race. I wish I could still do that. But Yeah, I looked it up. You, you ran 414 and um, I think 940. Seventh, seventh in the, in the uh, Ohio State meet. So, you know, 414 in your first year of running. I mean, I know there's some people that would just die to ever be able to do that. It's actually great that you're going to be running the Let's Run.com singlet because the guy who had it before you, Ben Renero DeHaan, who ran for me for one year at Cornell before I left him in the, in the work, he's exactly like you. He was a guy that I think ran 450 his junior year, but like, you know, just started track. And then he went out senior year and he got down to like 411. So <laughs> it's the exact same story. Uh, now he's in his late 20s. So, but what, what type of, you know, you, you come on late, most of the college recruiting is done early. What were your options? when you graduated uh i had i had committed to cedarville before graduation and so the, the the coach who you know it was a local deal you know his sons were on my team they were my friends and teammates um so he was there following my running from the beginning and um you know they had facilities and they had a they had a cross-country team that had just made back-to-back division two national meets upon you know joining the division and uh, you know history success and and, um, you know, guys that were better than me. And I just wanted to go somewhere where some guys were better than me versus all the D3s of the lo- in the local area where they're like, oh, you know, please run for us. And I'd be, you know, I knew I would be the best guy on their team coming in. I didn't want to, I didn't want that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't really have any other options. I, I didn't have any other D2s or D1s talking to me at all. Um, and, you know, running 414 at the state meet in June, is uh much too little much too late um and i um was okay with that you know cedarville was the place that i wanted to be i wanted a a private christian college with engineering um didn't follow through on the engineering part but uh yeah i I was able to blossom there and you know pretty soon i was the best guy on the team there but um you know tried to do everything i could to make people better around me and um you know, leave the place better than I found it. And I think it still is. They've got a better team right now than I ever got to run on. So, yeah. Uh, so I was looking up your college exploits. I mean, it looks like you pretty, you ran 903 the first year in the steeple, 2015, 2016, you run 859. You were the first outdoor all American in school history. So congratulations on that. And, and then, yeah. you know, you had a big breakthrough in 2017, get down to 844, win the NCAA division two title. But didn't look like you were much of a help, much of much of a star in cross country. Best best result I could find was ninety second at the, at the D two meet. Is that right? Yeah, that was that was a it wasn't a great showing. I think I I don't know what I was doing wrong with my cross country racing. Maybe maybe uh, you know I I I've learned this from from a teammate that that uh, you know you have to put your heart into a 10k a little bit more especially if you're trying to win a big one and uh you know this was a teammate that won a won a regional meet for us and you know the whole emotional commitment to going to win a a, you know 10k race against 250 other guys is pretty tough and and to then go and two weeks later do it again uh takes some magic and uh yeah i had a big I had a pretty strong regional meet two weeks prior to that national meet, but 
very poor national meet. And at Indiana, I got to run at the national meet in Wisconsin in, in 2019 or 2018 that, that, uh, Morgan McDonald won. That was my best cross country race. Probably I was, I was a uh, third for our team and ran a little under 31 minutes. Felt good to outkick a guy like Sam Worley and, and some other guys that, that I was passing like, Oh, you're pretty good. Hey, Hey, you were sub four in high school. Oh, I shouldn't be beating you. But yeah, I, I don't know what it was about cross country. I, I think, uh, the super shoes and the roads, uh, helped me out a little bit more than, than, you know, sinking my 180 pound frame into the mud. Yeah, if they, if they had a Clydesdale division, you'd be, you'd be good. So yeah, I, I didn't even know the D one. I see the you were hundred and thirtieth. So yeah, the three, kind of the three, there. so three years at Cedarville. How did you get the extra year in Indiana? Were you hurt in twenty eighteen at, at Cedarville, or, or how, how did that come about? Yeah, I I was hurt. I was hurt fall of seventeen, and then um, indoor and outdoor of of eighteen. Um, well, indoor I got hurt, and then and then eighteen I just sat. Uh, outdoor, I just sat out. Um, and this is before the transfer portal. So I just started calling everybody and their brother. Um, it ended up coming down to Indiana and Arkansas. Um, and, uh, yeah, Indiana was, was the right fit, right place, you know, right time. And they had, a, a, a academic program that was, was what I was interested in. And, um, uh, you know, they they gave me a scholarship and, and they had some good guys and Andy Bayer there training um, at the time. So I was like, hey, this is great. This is shoe in. I can keep, I can stay there afterwards and keep working out with this guy who's one of the best Americans to ever do it. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, at your Indiana, it was pretty, looks like it was a really good year. I mean, 835 in your first steeple, which is a PB, 834 win pin relays in your second steeple, second at Big Tens. And then we get to the NCAA meet and you make, uh, big move right in, in the next to last water jump. I was actually watching the tape this morning, 500 meters to go. You power into that water jump, take off, have a pretty big lead heading into the last water jump, which is normally your strong suit. But you said afterwards, you didn't think you were that tired. You just sort of missed the jump and down you go. And that's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So since I, gosh, I think it might've been you that interviewed me right after the race. You were welding maybe. Um, but, um, yeah, upon finding some video and watching it in slow motion, I I figured out that um, that my uh, so this hand is the barrier that my that my trailing toe came through and I just barely clipped like just at the toe, and so as that foot was uh, hung up, the rest of my body still traveling through, and then it kind of uh, it released and. Um, swung through with some elasticity and and it twisted me off balance enough to where as i landed i i was i was turned and i just toppled um and yeah i mean everybody's fatigued at the end of steeplechase and you've got to execute on your water barriers so i learned that lesson pretty hard um and you know that was the race that i thought i could win and i was super excited that i had uh pretty much gapped the field and was scared out of my mind, you know, hearing footsteps, you know, ended up being Stephen Fahey catching me right there. Um, and, you know, it made for a wild finish and, and a memorable race for the fans that, you know, to watch Stephen fall again as well. And he, he, he able to scramble up and get the win still. Um, 
but yeah, you know, I thought, I thought I was going to be the guy on top and, and, uh, in the, in the professional contract world, you know, if you win an NCAA title, you can probably get a, you know, two to four year deal at least, even if you're, um, you know, not running crazy times or hitting crazy marks, you can probably get something. I mean, a month later, you, you don't, you know, it's not like you're wallowed in your misery. You run 830 PB, 830.69, but you go to USA's, you're only 11th. And then yeah. I'm just kind of stunned by this. You almost won the NCAA title, but there's, there's no shoe offers for you. Nothing. Nah. Yeah. I mean, I was still a far cry from, from, uh, you know, making a U.S. team with, you know, with guys like, uh, well, I mean, I guess that year Evan was also hurt, but guys like Stanley Cabini, Hillary Bohr, and Andy Bayer making up our team that year in 2019 to Doha. You know, those guys all ran 812 or better that year, and I, you know, my PB was 830. So, you know, I was dumb enough to try to go out with them in the final uh, that year in Des Moines and just paid the price terribly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, I've got, I've got enough of those, those bad races to, to make the good ones feel extra good. And, um, yeah. So, but to tell me what's going through your mind, you know, at, at the end of the college career there, oh, you got, you got, you proceeded to get married like right around what point here, July, June. Yeah. August. Yeah. The first weekend in August, yeah, I, I flew straight from Des Moines at USA's to, to my in-laws house where we were, uh, where we were getting married in Georgia. Okay. So you got the, you got the, uh, the wife locked down. Congratulations. But yeah, yeah. what's the, what's um, the game plan? You, 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 there's no contract offers. Are you thinking, I definitely want to keep in this running thing. I'm, I'm new to it. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I was trying to, um, uh, you know, in, in my, true senior year and in my fifth year i was looking for opportunities where th that would make sense for me to m either be a ga or a volunteer assistant at a program where i could um graft in with with the guys and train still and and see see what i could do i wasn't i wasn't really expecting to get signed for some buku bucks deal um coming up coming off of um the the u.s championships in des moines in 2019 i, I was uh interested in and, and speaking with um boston athletic association and um that didn't materialize because ricardo santos went to stanford and and they kind of changed how they were going to do things and got a new coach and stuff so i got lost in the shuffle there and that's okay um yeah so i i uh kind of started running again a little bit just hoping to get in shape, calling every coach I could think of. Um, and uh, I got a pretty good education on just what the world of our sport looks like by talking to so many different coaches and, and speaking with uh, a friend who kind of became my agent, um, who's, who's done this and, and gave me a lot of wisdom on how it works. And I got, I got pretty realistic expectations for myself. And, and so I had to set higher goals, you know, to, to be marketable, to be, uh, you know, worthy of signing and, um, eventually that kind of came to fruition, but it, it took, it took a few steps in there, uh, to get to that point. So where do you head in 2020? Uh, so yeah, 2020, I, I moved back up to Indianapolis to, to work for the real estate tech company. Um, a family friend runs it and, you know, is, is 
not a field that I had any experience in. A lot of finance guys usually interning and working for them. Um, but I learned a lot. Um, and, uh, it was a cool opportunity. My wife was able to land a great job, uh, with a credit union in the city. And, uh, you know, I was, I was commuting an hour down to Bloomington a couple of times a week to, to work out with Andy and a couple other guys. And, and, uh, you know, on the weekends I'd, I'd rabbit for their home meets or I, or I went up to Notre Dame and I rabbited for yard and a goose. Um, and I was getting into really great shape right, right up until COVID happened. And, um, what that did, you know, to wall street made our job, uh, with our, with our real estate investors kind of hard. Um, and so, uh, they're like, Hey, don't, you know, Dan, we don't really have anything for you to do. Don't come in. All right. So I, you know, ended up getting a job at Walmart, pick up disc golf as a hobby. And, uh, you know, wasn't really running. Eventually ran into and made some friends uh, that call themselves the Working Man's Track Club in Indianapolis. Um, their best guys run, gosh, I think he's run 212 for the marathon, maybe 216. Uh, but yeah, some Purdue and Indiana alums that live in Indianapolis that worked out together. I'd, I'd run with them some, but you know, I'd, I'd do a long run with them one weekend and then I wouldn't run for a week and then I'd run with them again and lay the hammer down on them and some workout. And then I'd go back to my Walmart job and, um, I, yeah, I wasn't having any focus with my training and, um, we found out we were going to have a kid. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so I, things got real, really quick on me and I kind of got into a focused mode of, all right, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a full-time with benefits job. That's going to allow my wife to care for this infant when it comes. And, um, yeah, coaching was a logical, um, step for me wanting to stay in the sport, having a exercise science background and, um, you know, a passion for, for young people and, and, um, and hopefully even something that was flexible enough to allow me to continue to train and compete a little bit. Wow. So the, the baby got you back into, into the sport, which I think a lot of people would push them the other way. So you, <laughs> You found a coaching job. Where was that? And how did you get that job? Yeah. So, um, uh, a cool network of, of, you know, the guy who is actually now coaching me, who at the time was just the kind of a mutual friends, you know, kind of advisor, um, uh, Mark Mish, who coaches out here at UC Colorado Springs. Um, he, uh, had gotten a call from, from, the coaching staff at Laterno University in Texas about a week before I called him saying, Hey, we need a, we need a distance coach. And I called him and said, Hey, I need a job. And he put us together and, um, yeah, the rest is history. I, I got there a little after the semester had started. Um, it was, uh, I, I drove down on Labor Day. Um, and, uh, that was COVID fall. So, um, you know, we didn't have a competitive NCAA season, uh, for D3. So I kind of got to figure, figure some things out that first semester, kind of figure out how to coach a little bit and where, where, what the level is like for these athletes and, um, you know, start recruiting from ground zero. And, um, you know, like, like I said, with my Cedar Hill team, you know, it wasn't spectacular when I got there and hopefully, uh, you know, left it better than I found it. 
Yeah, but so you know that twenty twenty year with COVID and everything. Didn't you hurt? Didn't you break your foot too? Also, I, I see no results for you. So you don't compete at all the whole entire year. Yeah, um, I broke my foot in tw- in the fall of twenty nineteen. Uh, trying to trying to steeplechase over a rain puddle. <laughs> um, I landed I landed wrong and I yeah broke my foot. It was the most pathetic thing. I'm just standing in the rain and I can't go anywhere and. <laughs> I can't even walk because it hurts so bad. <laughs> it was it was a really sad picture. So we we, we you know COVID kind of dies down a little bit. We're heading into 2021. They say that we're going to have the Olympics. You're coaching. You're a new dad. Somehow you're training on your own. I assume by yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally by myself. Um, I mean, occasionally some easy runs with the team that I was coaching with the men. Uh, but uh, yeah, Nick Willis. Uh, who has been a friend and mentor to me over some years now. Um, he called me up, uh, you know, upon his uh, start with Tracksmith and said, hey, Dan, you've got an Olympic trials qualifier still. Um, are you going to use it? And are are you running? Are you being coached? I'm like, uh, I didn't have a plan. I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> and, and so he kind of encouraged me to, and, and I got back to him and, and, you know, asked what he thought about Mark Mish coaching me. And he said, that's a great choice. Um, uh, the, the two of them are friends, um, former roommates, uh, right when he turned pro back in, back in the Ann Arbor days. Um, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, I started, started let me interrupt coached. a little bit. How do you know, Nick? I mean, most people don't have a two-time Olympic medalist as a friend, so. Uh, well, I mean, Hey, it's a small world in our sport. Everybody's a friend. Uh, if you're willing, if you're willing to be a friend yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah, we actually had a connection through my dad and, and one of his mentors, uh, their colleagues with, with a sports Christian ministry called athletes in action. Um, and so, yeah, Nick, Nick was connected with them some in college, uh, on the campus at Michigan. And, and, uh, you know, me being from Ohio, it, it wasn't super far to, to try to get up and meet him. So in 2016, um, in the summer, uh, uh we just drove up, <laughs> we drove up for a workout. Uh, he, and he was training with Hamish Carson at the time. And, uh, yeah, I got to meet Ronnie and, and, uh, you know, his wife's, uh, Nick's wife, Sierra and their, and at the time their two little boys, um, yeah. And then worked out with him, tried to you know hang hang on as many reps as i could and yeah that was that was a cool thing you know he was really inspiring to me then and um you know what a you know what a statesman he is in the sport and um uh so yeah i've just kind of kept in touch i actually just texted him uh yesterday kind of updating him again on kind of where i'm at and you know looking looking forward to catching up and chatting so he gets in touch with you and he gets you up on a, on a tracksmith gear deal or what, what's going on when was yeah this? so what, what is- yeah the track the tracksmith amateur support program was or or athlete support program um was kind of a, their big launch and initiative going into the olympic trials year uh to kind of give give the misfit toys uh uh somewhere to belong you know uh, a team a team of people that are just individual and, and all over the place that didn't have sponsors and and it's it is a it's just a really, you know, kind of a basic community, um, that was, uh, not really binding. It, it's open for you to, to go and sign 
with the sponsor if you have the opportunity. Um, and yeah, I'm really grateful for that because it was, it was a cool thing and it's kind of hip still is. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I was in the tracksmith singlet. <laughs> is, is the tracksmith, you know, program kind of like the let's run program. We just send you the singlet or do they provide any travel or, or what, by the way, we love tracksmith here. The, the, co the founder, Matt Taylor was a teammate of my brothers at Yale. He was always the best looking guy at, at any of the parties. <laughs> so, and he stole the whole sash. That's from the Cornell team that I, where I coached for 10 years. So, yeah, but, um, well, yeah, it's, it's, well, um, well Weldon's afraid that I'm going to have to, by the time this interview is over, I'm going to be writing you a check for tons of money. I said, no, 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 I know. I listened to that. That's okay. I have, I volunteered. Um, and you guys are sending me shirts. So, you know, yeah, they, I think I saw on the thread, on the thread, somebody said I, that, uh, you should send a $1 bill in the package with the singlet so that it, it makes me a real professional runner. I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, the tracksmith deal, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a race kit, um, a little bit of gear, just, just enough to kind of, you know, give you an outfit to wear to warm up in. And then, and then you can kind of, uh, get bonuses, uh, on PRs and, and they just give it to you in, in, um, in the form of, you know, gear, basically store credit. Well, you did PR a lot. So like you're, you're coaching in Texas, you're training alone, like coming, you haven't raced in over almost two years, you know, but the trials are approaching. Like, when did you start to realize Hey, I'm in pretty good shape. I mean, I'm actually looking up here until it stops. So I guess in February you run a 1405, 5,000. Is that right? Yeah. So, so that's, you know, I guess good base fitness, but w when did you think, Hey man, I'm getting in pretty good shape. I, I think I might be able to do something. Um, it was at Drake relays where I, I popped off a completely solo 829 steeplechase. Um, and then yeah, I think I think that was kind of what what made me uh, kind of realize, oh, okay, we're on to something. You know, this training that is that is different, and me doing it all by myself and whatever, this is working. We're going the right direction, and I can't wait to race somebody who's actually, you know, going to be in the race with me. Because <laughs> you know, Drake doesn't, at least recently, they haven't they haven't put together a professional or or very high quality field. It's like a college field and, and, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to go and, you know, to get a chance to go race there because it would fit our, uh, our track schedules, um, that I was coaching. So, so that was just what I did the last two years. And, um, it was a really cool opportunity. Blake Bolden, the me director does an awesome job and he's connected to me through my coach too. And, um, yeah, they, they took care of me. I got to, I got to rabbit one year and, and the other year. And then this, this year I got to, uh, uh, I got to race the 1500 as well. It's pretty fun. So I guess a month later you go out to California, you've got some, some big, you know, good people in the race, Sean McGordy, Ali, actually Evan Jager, but I think he was rabbiting that race. And you know, you, you, you're right there. 821 second place. Must've been thrilled, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty exciting. I, um, yeah, this is like the first time I really won any money. Um, I think I, I got two grand for second. Um, and, and I, I dipped under the, the Olympic standard. Um, and that was just 
thrilling too. Um, and, um, yeah, all of a sudden I'm among these guys that are pretty good, you know, all, all of a sudden, um, and you know, it felt great having Evan up there at the front ravening cause he's, he's so smooth. And, and, you know, uh, I remember thinking to myself in the race, like, wow, this is so cool. Like I'm in the race with the American record holder. Who's a poster on my wall at my parents' house still. Um, and, uh, uh, it just kind of, yeah, it kind of came to me and I, uh, put myself in the race and, and, um, you know, ran pretty well there. That that's when I realized, okay, I'm not just a guy that should be in the final and, you know, top six or something like, I think I can maybe try to make this team. Uh, I think maybe that's when the wheel started turning a little bit more. And, and well, that's, you know, that was, I think that was my last race in a tracksmith kit, maybe. And so, you know, I was starting to think, okay, maybe, maybe I can, um, garner a contract, uh, based on, you know, the merits of performances like this. Yep. So you, you show up at, at the trials and, um, you know, you're, you're warming up at the trials. You said in Adidas gear, but you could sort of the bare minimum of, of Nike deals. I mean, I don't want to reveal specifics, but it sounds like it might've been less than four figures, which would be that books is less than $10,000. If I, my understanding of the lowest tier is pretty low. So, you know, not life changing money, but you do have a sponsor and then you go out and run, you know, 822 in the fruit prelims and then 822 in the final. And I just, you know, you're fifth place with 200 meters to go. And you, Mason Furlick made that team. He was in fourth place at 200 meters ago, and you had a better final 200 than he did. I mean, I was looking at it. you were gaining on him, but just not quite enough. Doing prep work for the show is like, how did he react to that? You know, is he? Oh man, is he up? You know, normally fourth place is the worst finish in Olympic trials, but this is such an amazing breakthrough. And you know, from where you were, just you know, the year before, not racing at all. I mean, I know you did almost win an NCAA title, but it just, I was wondering how you're going to react to it. So I started Googling around and I found your post-race interview on the, on actually we have it up on the Let's Run tw uh, YouTube account. I want to play a clip from it so everybody can hear it because you were extremely upbeat, happy. I think we titled the happiest fourth place finisher in Olympic trials <laughs> history, but I just love this, this interview here. Proud of the effort. And I know it beat a lot of really great runners today. Um, and you know, I, I don't really want, I don't really go into this thing, like trying to beat people. Like I don't have enemies in this thing. Like I really like the guys that we, we compete with. And so, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to beat guys and stuff. And it's a little, it's not quite as hard when you make an Olympic team. Um, so I was really close and I'm really grateful to, to have gotten to this point, to, to have the support of my family, friends, coaches, uh, coworkers, um, and it's just a, the gracious gifts that God has given me to, to allow all this to happen. I mean, it's 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 a really crazy thing that we can even do sport like this um, at all, um, especially the year that we've had. And um, you know, we're 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 a blessed people here in America. So I, I, I uh, you know, though I would have been really really proud to represent us internationally at the Olympics, uh, I'm hungry and committed to following through with this thing. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, as long as you know there's still upside and which, which i think i have a ton of still i've 
been, been doing this a lot less than, than most of the field. Just started senior year of high school. Uh, and the sky's the limit. Just such a great clip. <laughs> I, I loved it. And, and then um, there's another clip, and Jonathan Gullick gets mad when I play too many clips. I like playing the clips. As a podcast listener, what do you think? Do you like the clips on here? Or? Uh, yeah, it can be, yeah, it can be helpful. I mean, that one's just the fun. The funny thing is with that one, I, I was like, I was still breathing hard. I mean, they pull us right off of the track and I'm like, you know, blowing right into the microphone. <laughs> I, I'm hoping when the podcast goes live, Weldon can maybe edit out your breathing right into the mic. I, I think he might be able to figure out how to edit that out. Otherwise it's a little hard to hear, but yeah, but there was another clip and they asked you about Mason Furlick and you're like, Hey, I roomed with him at the USA meet earlier in the year. USATF meet in, in California, and I got a friend. Like you were so. Like, do you think you're too nice? Like you always. I used to wonder that. Like, could I ever be an elite runner? Because I'm like you. I do think about the fact of like, okay, there's only three spots here. If I beat, take one, someone else isn't getting one. And you seem yeah. genuinely, genuinely happy that your new friend Mason Furlick had made the team. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like I, I don't wish ill on it, on any of those guys. And I was trying to convey that. I think in that moment, you know, I wanted to be a part of that really badly. Um, and I don't want to do it spitefully or at the expense of others. That's just, that's just, how, that's the fact of the sport, you know? Um, so yeah, Mason had to realize this year what it was like to, to be left home, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of how the sport is. And, uh, yeah, as you're saying, you know, I, I genuinely do want to, you know, want to build friendships, um, uh, with my competitors, you know, even, even the ones that are in my events. Um, it's a little easier when it's, you know, guys not in your events, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I live in Colorado Springs now and, and I run into, you know, Bernard Keeter and Hillary Bohr all the time. And, uh, you know, I see them, I see them all, all the time running around the city and, and I'm friendly with them. I, I'm not coached by the same coach or I, I'm not training with them, but I'm running into them regularly and, and certainly on, on the track. And, and I'd say, you know, between the lines of the track, uh, I'm, I'm not deferring or, or nice necessarily. I'm, I'd like to think I'm, uh, aggressive and, and tenacious and, uh, and uh, you get you get nice Dan uh, maybe after the fact or before. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, there's no reason why you need to be a jerk to people. So I, I just thought it was cool sportsmanship, and, and I really think that I, I know. Actually, I hear from a lot of parents who have teenagers who listen to podcasts. Great sportsmanship. We'll link to the full post race interview, um, or maybe Weldon will put that second clip in here. But I'm not going to play right now because it's hard to do it do it through this microphone. Here's the clip. As much as I wanted to make that team, you know, I'm happy to see Mason Furlick get it. You know, he and I roomed together out at the Mount Sac meet this year, and I, I really gained a friend on that trip. And, you know, we roomed in 413, and I got second in the Olympic standard, and he got first in the 5K with a trial standard. And we were like, man, we're, we're, we're a good team. We should room together more often. And so, so, you know. Like I said before, you know, there's not, there's no real enemies in this thing. Like we root for each other. I, I like to think at least you know, as much as we want to see yourself there. Um, it's easy to, to root for the guys from our country in this event, especially. But 
2022, let's, let's quickly go through that and, and then talk about this weekend. Um, you joined the Sub 4 Mile Club in, in uh, August. Congratulations, 357. Yeah, yeah uh, thanks. And, and then I guess that was after USA's, but didn't have the national meet you, you wanted to have. It looks like you run, you know, you opened up at 828 in Drake with the win, which was, you know, kind of where you normally open up at. 823 in the first round of USA's. And then what happened in the final? I'm, I'm looking up here, 13th place, 841. Yeah, so... Real quick, back to the prelim. Uh, coming in this year, I was much, well, for 2022, I had a new level of confidence, you know, that I really did belong here. And uh, I really did have as good a chance as anybody making this team. And not just making the team, but I thought I could maybe even win the race if I played my cards right. And Hillary would be the hardest tower to fall, I guess. And, you know, it's funny, he's the shortest guy, but... He was the tallest uh, competitively. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I won the, I won that prelim and I was feeling good. And, you know, our time was pretty close to the world standard. And Evan started to, to dig for it, it kind of in the last, I don't know, 100 or so. He started to dig. He looked at the clock and he digged to try to, to, try to kick and get the, get the time out of the way just in case the final was slow. And I was like... I think I've got a little bit more too. I'm going to go get him or I'm going to go run up with him. And I passed him. I was like, I just outkicked Evan Jager. That's cool. The guy on your wall. Yeah, the guy on my wall. Like the American record holder. He's run eight flat. That's cool. And uh, also like, gum, I'm here to stay. Like, I can do this. Um, so, I, you know, I was coming in with loads of confidence into that final. And um, I, in the final, uh, we're a, I want to say it's at this about the 1600 mark, the flat hurdle, the, or the dry hurdle before the water pit. Um, I misstepped. I kind of uh, tried to change my line, and and uh, I ended up eating it. Uh, did a front flip on the on the barrier there. Um, those watching at home didn't get to see it because it was on a commercial break that was like two minutes long. Love that. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of just, I tried to roll and bounce back up and just be as efficient as I could and not like let it totally shock me. Cause it was, you know, in the middle of the race, it was, you know, the race was starting to wind up, you know, the, the pretenders was, are going to start to fall off and the guys who have a, you know, have a dog in the fight are gonna, you know, kind of filter down in over the next you know, two minutes or whatever. And, uh, so I tried to just get myself back up there and try to just stay poised. And, um, by the time I got to the bell, I just had nothing, you know, I was the, the second to last water pit. I popped out into fourth place, I think maybe. Yeah. And, um, yeah, by the bell, you know, one or two guys were starting to pass me and I just had no legs to sprint. And, and I kind of attribute that, you know, I'm, I've come to understand after the fact that, you know, I just kind of, I lost the adrenaline that I needed to, to kick with, you know, late in the race. I, I spent that trying to, you know, gather and, and, and regain my position and, and composure after taking an, as big of a tumble in the middle of it. So, um, that one, that one was tough. That one hurt, um, kind of deeply, I guess, emotionally, um, because I really felt that 
this year I was one of the best three steeplechasers in the U.S. Um, I think, you know, Hillary earned it and he was, he was running great. And Evan's story come back is, is awesome. And, um, I would have loved to have been a part of that team. So, yeah, we're just going to have to see. You know, was there any thought of trying to go to Europe or, you know, get a PB? I mean, you, you did run 822 after, after, and in the U.S. got another win, but. Yeah, we looked at a few options. The year, the year that it was, um, the calendar was just really weird with it also being a Commonwealth and a Euros year. Um having worlds and having worlds at the front of that, it just, it just kind of stifled opportunities to go overseas uh, because all the, in Europe, like there's hardly any better steeplechasers in Europe than me already. Like right now they're European. Most of the, most of the guys that are better than me are in Africa. Um, and then, and then a handful here in the U S um, so <laughs> to find a race that's really going to go, that's going to get me a PR or, or any money that's going to pay for a trip overseas, you know, those, those were very, I think that maybe there was one or two opportunities and it was like a maybe, you know, oh, well, maybe we can get you into this or maybe we can get you to that. And, and it just didn't, it didn't quite make sense, um, to, to invest the, the time, the money and the effort, <laughs> um, to do that. So yeah, I ran, I ran that California meet, um, and nobody kind of really wanted to run. And I just soloed, I led every step of a, I think a 822 race. Yeah. Um, and I was hurting, <laughs> I had a bummed up, uh, planter that I, I dealt with this entire year, uh, January 2nd of 2022, I strained my planter and I spent the entire year dealing with the pain. Um, I still feel it intermittently but it's not too bad right now but yeah even in the summer it was it was hurting me pretty good <laughs> so where do we go from there i mean in some ways it's kind of weird i feel like after usa's you're in the same situation you were at the end of 2019 i mean 2019 you except you're 10 seconds faster i mean 2019 you almost <laughs> won an nca title you've run 830 but no one's interested in you here we are 2022 you've almost made an olympic team You've run 820, but um, your sort of agent, um, Isaiah Okuawa, who, who represents Cooper Tier, I met him this summer. Great guy. Seems super nice. Apparently, he lives near me in Baltimore. I need to go hang out with him. But, you know, he had told you, hey, if you make the team, I think you, there'll be a deal for you. You know, a real deal, not just a, basically a shoe deal. You don't make the team. So you're a family man. You've now got, you had one kid at the time. Now you've got two. What's next? It sounds like you've you've got something figured out, but but why don't you tell them what, what you're going to be doing? Yeah, so I'm um, uh, still waiting on uh, a few details to sort out and and processes, but um, I've been provisionally accepted into the Air Force WCAP, um, which is a an Olympic development program for uh, active duty airmen and and uh, Space Force Guardians as well are eligible. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of revamping their program, kind of changing, they've changed, uh, some of their, um, standards and procedures and, uh, have some new leadership and, um, you know, it's something I'm, I'm excited to be a part of, you know, uh, uh, where I'll have, you know, 
uh, full-time income and, and benefits and, uh, um, you know, can afford to, to keep doing this thing, uh, pursuing this dream, uh, all while gaining, uh, some career experience in the air force. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of have a, a bit of long-term, uh, insulation, uh, so to speak, as far as, uh, uh, as it compares to the, the volatility that the running world and contracts can be, um, you know, hoping, hoping to do, uh, two Olympic cycles as, uh, as, uh, an athlete for them and, um, and then follow up with, uh, with, uh, three years of additional air force service at, at least. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just still wor- waiting on some of the military entrance processing to, to final, to finalize and, um, uh, I'll be in, but, uh, not until I, uh, not until I go to basic training and uh tech school as well well that's great i mean I, that seems like a good fit for you because one thing that struck me you know people go back and rewind the interview you you said when you didn't make the team something about how we're we're honored and privileged we're honored to i forgot what was the exact words about the americans um uh i don't know something about yeah we got a good country <laughs> yeah and i don't think we hear that enough i mean people we have our flaws too but I just, I, I, like when I heard that, I'm like, this guy's proud to be an American. And then I hear, oh, wait, he's joining the Air Force. So I didn't even know the Air Force had a deputy cap team. That's cool that they got one. Uh, I'm glad you're on board. It, can Mark Mish continue to coach you? Or are you going to have to switch over to a new coach? How's that going to work? And, and what is this your first time at altitude training? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, since moving to Colorado Springs in May, it's it's been my first um, proper stint at altitude other than, you know, short visits. Uh, and, Yes, uh, uh, part of the pr- current provisions of the Air Force WCAP is that you can um, stick with whatever coach you are are best with. Uh, so I'm really really happy about that. Um, and uh, yeah, all all that uh, all that's to come. Really, you know, um, I've got to, to to do this military training up front, but then hopefully, you know, I'll be I'll be in the best shape of my life. Um, ready to hit the ground running in the summer. Uh, probably, probably no indoor races for me, but, um, I do have one that I know I'm going to get to run. Uh, and that's th- this weekend in Houston, the half where get to be a let's run.com athlete, uh, here for a minute before, uh, before going to be an airman. Well, that's cool. So you're running Houston half and, you know, not being a great cross country runner, you're kind of a, don't want to, well, you brought, I shouldn't say you're a steeple specialist. You're a 357 miler. So <laughs> that's yeah, I'm re- a steeple specialist. <laughs> that's not really fair. But, um, we'll, we'll, you know, what type of mileage you've been doing coming into this? What do you, what are you kind of expecting? To, what do you think you can do? Have you ever run a half marathon before? Have you even run a 10K before? Uh, I've never run a 10K other than, other than cross country. And I've only done a handful of those. But, um, yeah, I did. I did the Dallas eight mile turkey trot in twenty twenty one, and that went pretty well for me. And you know, it was my first road race in super shoes, and uh, um, yeah, I soloed like a thirty nine minute, um, and that was cool. That was kind of my that was the most of a taste for a for a, a distance road race I've ever done. Um, and yeah, it was after that, that I kind of like thought for a second, hmm, like maybe, maybe my fitness and, and the training that I've been doing is a, is pretty conducive to the half marathon. If I have some, 
some help and, you know, some drafting and just the camaraderie of running in a pack. Um, and so, yeah, this year after, after some good, um, uh, some good long runs and stuff, um, you know, I haven't put in any crazy mileage, you know, topped out at like 86. Um, I'm pretty, uh, gentle on myself. I'm not too hard on myself, too much of a slave to the watch or to the mileage. Um, uh, I really like a good long run though. You know, I, I had a few, I had a few 20 milers at six flat or better. Um, and those are real boosters. If, if you can come off of those feeling pretty good. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, I was going to be training anyways, um, with, uh, a current UC Colorado Springs athlete that my coach also, you know, coaches, um, his name is Afi Zaru. He, you know, he ran Houston last year and 63 mid, and he's trying to get a, a, a half standard for the full. He's an American citizen. Um, and, um, I was like, well, maybe I can go and maybe I can run, you know, 64 or 63 something. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any delusions that I'm ready to be a, a half marathon or marathon or, or, you know, trying to, trying to run an um, Olympic trials qualifier, but, uh, that'd be really cool. And I'm going to have fun doing it. And, um, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe I, maybe my talents can stretch out that way. And I've just got this weird gap in my fitness where cross country is no good for me, but, um, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and, um, yeah, this is kind of more of a, uh, a off season. This is my cross country season. This is, uh, you know, building up for this race, this kind of base phase and, um, you know, to be able to put something out on the calendar to look toward and kind of focus your mind on in in the grind of training um i always like having that even if it's a turkey trot um so yeah houston half as a as a lrc athlete let's go all right now hope you come on you got to have an idea you need to have a goal for the first mile we saw what happened the first time you ran a cross-country race (laughs) you know what do you think that the first goal first mile will be hey what about five flat would that be a good what would that five flat oh Is that too fast? No, that's like no. 65. I no, no. I want to start fast. Too slow. Yeah, it might be too slow. Yeah, that's what too am I slow. Um, yeah. So I'm. I actually don't get to start with the elites. Uh, I have to start in the um, the de- the development uh, corral. And so I've been I've been warned that they start. Uh, if if I'm understanding it correctly, you, somebody knows better than me. But they start the men's and ha- men's and women's half elites at the front and the men's and women's full elites at the front. And so there's about a hundred people right there that all get to go ahead of me. And then they open up a, a rope and, and then we get to run out and, and, you know, start our watches as we cross the start line. Um, and so my, you know, my, my, uh, chip time okay. or whatever will, will take care of me for the final. But, uh, yeah, I might have to run, I might have to run a pretty quick, first mile to try to get with some people that i want to be with because i i know that i can beat a ha- at least a handful of those guys that got i don't under that well, this is infuriating me why can't they put a guy who's fourth in the olympic trials in the elite corral take it up with jim estes he was kind enough to give me a, a free entry into the adp field and and uh i you can ask him 
hey, I, I like I like Isaiah. Isaiah's got to pull some strings here. I, I, I'm going to pull some strings. Like, just, <laughs> you're going to have to run so fast in the first mile. It's gonna, you're going to be exhausted. But hey, if it goes yeah. well, there is a cross-country race next week in Richmond, USA cross-country trials. I will personally will fly you out if you want to do it because you're an American. Air Force would be happy to see you in the U.S. trials. So let me know if you're interested. I don't even know if I'm eligible. What do you have to do to be eligible? You can just sign up. I think you can just sign up. And I don't know if the entries have already passed or not, but yeah, probably that would be fair. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give you that offer. That's offer number one. Oh, and the standing, I'm going to make you a lifetime free member of the supporters club. So you can listen to two podcasts. Although with all those kids, you might not have time to listen to them. Well, Although sometimes yeah, it's a little bit easier. Actually, fold laundry. I do that too. And sometimes I'll be playing to playing with my son with a podcast in one ear. Cause it kind of, takes the edge off of playing a little bit so <laughs> oh that's great but anyways good luck to you it was nice i mean it was nice sort of i mean i i vaguely knew your story but doing the research i was blown away and particularly those interviews um were really cool so uh i i'm not sure if, actually i'm gonna play both both the clips back to back right now at the end so people if we didn't put him in the regular show, we're going to put him right here. The two clips that I most love from his post-Olympic trials fourth place finish. It was fantastic sportsmanship. Best of luck to you and the family. And um, Thank you. I hope to see you in Paris in 2024. Hey, I'm planning on being there. Yeah, my, my mom's hilarious. She puts uh, calendar invites to our entire family um, way in advance. And so she, she'll put, you know, you, uh, the U.S. championship stuff, you know, first round, final. And she's already done it with Paris. Uh so it's on our Google calendars for, for a good deal out in advance. So yeah, I'm planning on being there. Um, and I'm going to do everything, you know, within, uh, within my capabilities to, to, to get ready. So yeah, happy for the opportunity with the air force. And, um, and even, even this just a fun novelty of being a, a let's run athlete here for a minute. And, uh, yeah, thanks to you guys. Uh, I love what you do for the sport and, um, you know, keeping us informed and, and, uh, having a lot of great, uh, takes and some, some hotter than others, but, uh, it always keeps it interesting. Um, uh, really, really, uh, glad to be on the show. It's super fun as a fan. Well, cool. Thanks so much. Good luck. All right. You listen this far. Clearly you like the content. Remember more is better. Join today. and You'll get the Friday 15 podcast where we break down the Houston half and full marathons. Let's run.com slash subscribe. Link in the show notes.